Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about critical thinking with your children. And this might be something that you think happens more with older kids in uh, at least elementary to middle, middle school, even to high school especially. But it's something that you should get started with on your children when they're quite young. And I recently came across an article that talked about teaching critical skills to young children. And it focused on things like uh, cultivating their curiosity, their creativity, their problem solving, and thinking independently. Those are all wonderful things that we want for our kids. We want them to be able to take in information and get excited about it and look at it from lots of different angles and wonder about the whys and so on. Plenty of studies show that critical thinking skills are a must for students to be successful, and adults too, for that matter. So we need to be sure it's covered in our homeschooling. And this may sound overwhelming, but here's the really good news. It's not hard. It comes naturally. It's pretty clear cut, and you're doing lots of it already in your normal, everyday life with your kids. I'm going to talk about two wonderful ways that your kids acquire critical thinking every day, critical thinking skills. First, just in your plain old everyday interactions. Life offers plenty of opportunities for us us to teach our little ones how to think critically. Pretty much every conversation, situation, and decision involves critical thinking. And this all starts when kids are young, and I mean toddlers. And here's a funny story to talk about this. Um, My son has two little girls, age three and a half and one and a half. Anyway, the three and a half year old has a little pretty cloth purse. And her younger sister, the one and a half year old, had taken the purse and was holding it. And the older girl wanted it back. So there was a little fight between them, and it was a soft purse. Uh, so the younger one was holding it, and they were fighting back and forth. And the, their daddy, my son, said, well, I have an idea. Why don't we cut the purse in two? And then you can both have some of the purse. And the older one thought about that for about five seconds, and she said, no, no, that's not a good idea. And dad said, why not? You'll both have part of the purse. Well, she said, that's not a good idea because then the purse will be broken. Now she was using her little critical thinking skills and my son was using a little bit of Solomon's wisdom. But that's just everyday little interactions. Things like that happen all day, every day with your kids. So you're going to be teaching them critical skills all day long. 
And then second, besides these everyday conversations and situations that naturally teach the kids critical thinking, there's another very simple, very effective, and best of all, very fun method. And I know you're probably doing it already instinctively, but maybe you haven't counted it as your critical thinking curriculum. And what I'm talking about is reading books aloud with your children. I just can't say enough good things about that. Kids love story time, and they ask lots of questions when they're engaged in reading a good book with you. And you probably ask them lots of questions back. Critical thinking skills happen easily when you're reading books to your children. It's a win-win situation. Kids feel comfortable talking about the story's characters, the situations, the whys and the why nots, the what will happen next, and so on. There's usually not really a right or wrong answer to these kind of questions. It's just a delightful conversation, and I think hands down the absolute best way to teach critical thinking to both young kids and older ones. In my research for this podcast, I came across a fun and free download entitled How to Teach Critical Thinking Skills to Young Children, and I'll link it in the show notes. You'll love it. Each one of the ideas happens really easily around reading good stories. The worksheet involves includes ideas like hypothesizing. That is, taking a really smart guess based on what you already know from the story. Why do you think such and such? Predicting, having your child guess what will happen next. Evaluating, having them decide whether something was a good idea or a bad idea. Drawing a conclusion, thinking about the whole story. Things like, is this story real or is it make-believe? Comparing and contrasting things, what's the same and what's different. Forming an opinion, something like, how do you feel about this book? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Why or why not? So just for fun, I put a couple of these ideas to the test with three of my little grandkids. These ones are ages six, eight, six, and five. Well, we had a delightful time. Their little wheels were clicking as they thought critically about the questions I asked them. And I learned a thing or two as well. So I started with my eight-year-old granddaughter. We talked about three stories, the three little pigs, the gingerbread man, and Little Red Riding Hood. In particular, we focused on the wolf in the pig story, and the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. Then we talked about the fox in the gingerbread story. It was a fun back-and-forth conversation, and after a few minutes, I asked her, why do you think foxes and wolves always seem to be the bad guys in storybooks? And this was the suggested prompt under forming a hypothesis on the worksheet. She thought about that for a minute, and then she said, well... Wolves and foxes are mean, and they have pointy teeth and pointy ears, and they're very sly. Well, I asked her why she said they're sly. She said it's because they sneak around to catch their prey. 
I think that was a really great, smart guess or hypothesis based on what she knew. We moved on to drawing a conclusion. And the prompt for that was, do you think those stories are real or make-believe? Again, she thought about this question for a moment and then said, I think they're make-believe. I asked why. She said, because pigs don't really build houses and gingerbread men don't really jump off cookie sheets and wolves don't really blow down houses and animals don't really talk. Those were all very solid reasons for deciding that these stories were make-believe. She was showing lots of excellent critical thinking skills. Then I moved on to my six-year-old grandson. We talked about the cat in the hat, and I asked him to evaluate. I didn't use that big word, evaluate. But what I said to him is, do you think it was a good idea to let the hat, cat in the hat come in the house, or was that a bad idea? He said right away it was a bad idea. And, I, and when I asked him why, he said it was because the cat in the hat made a mess. But then he thought about it some more, and he said it was a good thing that at least he cleaned up the house before the mom came home. He said that he had that vacuum thing to make everything go back to normal. But then again, my grandson said, I wouldn't have let him in. Then I asked him about then I asked him a compare and contrast question. I asked, a te I asked him to tell me what's the same and what's different about a carrot and a pumpkin. And this could be a question that could come up if you're looking at a book full of, um, say, colors or new words and you have the orange page. It would be the carrot and the pumpkin. Well, anyway, right away he said that they're both orange. Then he said they're both plants. You eat them both. You buy both of them at the store. They both have green stems and they're both yummy. Okay, I said, how are they different? He said right away, they have different shapes, different sizes, different tastes. I asked him what else. He came up with that one grows above the ground, but the other is a root and grows below the ground. Then he said, oh, the pumpkin has seeds you can eat, but you don't eat carrot seeds. Wait, I said, do carrots have seeds? That's when he told me that carrots do indeed have seeds in their green tips. I didn't know that. I actually looked it up later and he was right. That little guy is a good critical thinker and a budding farmer. Last but definitely last, last but definitely not least, I had a little critical thinking chat with the five-year-old. I asked her about her favorite books. She didn't skip a beat. Curious George, she said. When I asked why, she said, because they're funny. Which ones, I asked. Making the puzzle ones, she said. Then she chatted about George and how he swallowed the piece, puzzle piece. And she said, George always gets into trouble. I asked her why. She thought about that and she said, because monkeys are naughty. I said, they are? Yes, she said, monkeys are naughty, like the ones jumping on the bed. 
she was making connections in her little five-year-old mind. When I asked her if those stories were real or make-believe, she thought for a moment, and then she said, they're make-believe, because monkeys don't really make puzzles. So these are the kind of light interactions I'm talking about, just to show that you're already teaching critical thinking skills to your kids. And what a delightful opportunity it is when you're just chatting with them in everyday situations, and also especially when you're reading books to them. And it can start, like I said, even at toddler age. They're thinking plenty when they're two and three years old. So uh, I will be sure to put that little worksheet in the show notes. And uh, in another episode, I'll talk about teaching critical thinking skills to older kids and some of the uh, curriculum that was my favorites when we were doing those during uh, my older, you know, when the kids got older. We'll look forward to that. And again, I'll link that worksheet in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope this was fun for you and enjoyable. And I know you have these kind of interactions with your own sweet young children. Have a good week.